All right, welcome back at our 8 o'clock hour. A couple of things we're going to cover this hour. We're going to cover mm-hmm. the crime wave with the Kansas City Chiefs has now reached the stands. No. Yes, their number one stand uh, a fan. Yes. He dresses like uh, he's all furry and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, L, he is now, he has been arrested. You mean the mascot or the fan? The oh, fan. Okay. But fan. he dresses like a mascot. Okay. He has been arrested for being a bank robber. No. No way. <laughs> and Shocking. After that, LaShawn McCoy has given a harsh assessment to Mr. Dak Prescott. You do not want to miss McCoy on this one. God, is he classy. But let's start. Before I bring on our pinch-hitting guest, Jason Kelty's in meetings right now. We do not want to impede his preparation for the no. game on Christmas Eve. So I will play for you the the latest edition that came from their Christmas album that all the uh, offensive linemen did, Al. This is a, these guys are such great singers. This is going to blow you away. This is their rendition of Silent Night. That may be the greatest Eagles fight song we've ever heard. Wow. During the playing of that, Ruben Durao indicated to me via pantomime that he think they auto-tuned it. Maybe no. a little. Those boys can sing. They can sing. All right. Elliot Shaw Parks is up to deal with some of the issues today. Hi, Elliot. Hey, hopefully you're not going to ask me to pitch hit sing for Kelsey, too, because I don't think I can get on that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> you could definitely be a pulling guard. I can see you doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, let me start with this, all right, Elliot, because I'm still perplexed by what we're hearing on the game plan that took place in in Chicago. Shane yeah. Steichen yesterday, did he sound to you like he realized the error of his ways in that game plan? Well, I don't know if the Eagles truly believe there was an error in their ways with that game plan. Now, I know the, the – the, mistake I guess a lot of people are upset about is Miles didn't touch the ball until the middle of the second and clearly that's not ideal I'll agree with you on that but I think when you're looking at how they run their offense they call a lot of our RPO stuff they've been doing it all year it's how they get to 13 and one and they have also got to 13 and one by throwing the ball with the guy that was going to be NFL MVP and all these receivers so I can't really fault them for going into a game with that game plan they should have given it to a Miles a little earlier but I don't think it was an egregious mistake of a game plan. All right, we don't agree at all with that remark, but let me play what Steichen <laughs> said about, uh, you know, when you run the ball. There's times where you have just called runs and run it, and then you also have times where, shoot, when the zone read stuff is working really well that you want to take advantage of that. And so, I mean, when you have the element of a zone read, obviously you're plus one in the run game, so that gives you the advantage there um, in the run game a lot of times. So uh, that's where we'll go from there. Uh, he said that sometimes they're called runs. There were no called runs for almost 24 minutes, Elliot. Why yeah. didn't no one, you know, at that point follow up and say to him, well, you didn't call one run from a guy who had just got 144 <laughs> yards, you got a weak run defense, and you got 30-mile-an-hour wins. It made no sense not to go to Miles early in the game to attempt to establish a run game. No? Yeah. That's well, not so- conventional wisdom here? 
Well, but so Nick talked about this as well. Like they they thought the matchup they liked was twofold. One, they did like it in the passing game, and two, they liked the RPO style of running. And I know we, I get your point about saying, yeah, just hand it to Miles, right? But ultimately, the RPO is a play where it could go to Miles. They just the look that they were got lended itself to the RP to 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 uh, Jalen keeping it right. So. Yes, I guess you, if you really want to just give the ball to Miles. But, again, they've been spending all week on this game plan about how they want to attack this defense. So I just can't fault them for throwing that away in the first few minutes. Now you've put me in a terrible spot, Elliot, because i got two football authorities saying that they, they should absolutely have done it. Let me play. Let me see if I can swing you around on this. All right, Elliot? Here's uh, yep. Ron Jaworski on not using Miles Sanders. Well, first of all, I had it in my fantasy playoffs, so I was very, very. <laughs> so I was obviously very upset about that, but I, I just did not get it. He came off his best game as an Eagle. You got a guy that is uh, is hot right now. Want the ball, right? You want the rock, and all of a sudden you're not getting it. I, 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 I was, I was surprised. I, I in fact, you know, I. I Made all kinds of picks at Miles and Sanders have a great game, a running game, would win the game, and uh, they they abandoned it during the game. It, it was shocking to me, I, I, and I don't know why. All right, uh, Brian Baldiger echoed the remarks on WIP yesterday of Ron Jaworski. Well, I thought it was ridiculous what they did last week for whatever reason. I mean, the first time Miles Sanders touched the ball was six minutes and forty-one seconds to go in the second quarter. Like that just makes no sense at all. And Jalen's like, you can say, okay, it's RPOs, run pass option. Well, stop calling him. Hand the ball off to my. Have I swung you around at all, Elliot? <laughs> well, they did a better job than I guess you have. But, no, I, 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 still, I still disagree at the end of the day. We can't spend the first two and a half months of the season saying, Jalen's so improved. He's NFL MVP. Look how good all these receivers are. This RPO offense is such a threat to the defense. And then the first time it doesn't work for, like, two series in Chicago, demand he sort of gives the ball to Miles Sanders. Yes, I agree. You want to avoid all extremes. Give it to Miles once or twice more. But this idea that, you know, just because Jalen had a rough first few series, they're just going to pull the ball out of his hands and hand it to Miles nonstop, I disagree with that. We've seen what's worked with this team, and what's worked with this team for the majority of the season has not been a run-heavy offense. Elliot, they handed it to Quez Watkins in the third Twice. series of the game. Yeah. All right, don't, uh, we're not going to win <laughs> this one. Elliot's a bonehead. So let's move to the next thing. Elliot, what do you, what's your read on him playing Christmas Eve hurts? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, he hasn't practiced at all this week. I, I, the Eagles are, uh, are very good at trying to use the media in terms of tricking other teams into a player, whether he is or is not going to play. I think that's what's happening here. The game doesn't have a ton of meaning. I don't think they want to put him uh, in harm's way, and that's a smart thing to do. So I, I do not think he's going to play. And do you think it is a curious decision by the NFL to assign the ref crew of the only loss this season, Alex Kemp, <laughs> and a man who missed big calls in the only loss against Washington to bring him back for that game? Is that a curious thing to you, Elliot? <laughs> It's interesting, I'll say that, but if we know one thing in this city, it's that nothing can overpower the power of the backup. This team always wins when the backup starts their first game. So even though the NFL's best attempt may be to, uh, to get the Eagles, I still think the Eagles are going to win this game. Wow, Elliot Shore Park's feeling good. Elliot, thank you for the pitch, and I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good uh, Christmas. There you have, we Elliot We woke him up out of bed. I felt bad about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> He's, see, here's the thing. Elliot's job is to be no. on call. Mm-hmm. Like if something happens at the 10 o'clock guest, 
Elliott's back on home. call. He's on call around the clock. Night. Middle of the night, two <laughs> thirty in the morning. He's Johnson, not taking that call. Johnson <laughs> needs an expert. He's on call. The doctor comes on. on. Call. He's kind of like a medical personnel. Yeah. That kind of thing. Sean's up from the uh, Maryland. Hi, Sean. Hey, good morning, Ed. Good morning, crew. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Same to you, Sean. What do you want to talk about today? Hey, since we had Ruben on, I thought I'd ask him about the Phillies and their offseason, what he thought about their pickups. And, if uh, you know, the Mets, to me, truly don't scare me, uh, only because uh, I think they're just throwing money at the wall uh, they want Korea to go to the third because they already got Lindor at short, uh, and they're signing old people like uh, Verlander. Uh, but Ruben's quick thoughts on the Phillies offseason. I think the Phillies did a great job. Dave Dombrowski and John Middleton, obviously very aggressive, got the right guys, got the perfect guy as far as, as, far as I'm concerned. And Turner, um, that was the perfect um, sort of leadoff guy that they could pick up and add to their – to their uh, lineup, but it's an already a great lineup. I think Castellanos is going to have a much better year. I think they did a good job of, of getting a, a good, solid pitcher in, in Walker. He's not a, a front-line pitcher, but he's a good, solid depth guy, and I All think right, th- those are good moves. Who would you rather have at shortstop, Turner or Correa? Turner, for me. Yeah! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. I, I, I'm I, surprised because they got him a lot cheaper than, than uh, Correa. I, I will say this. Yep. I think Correa is a great talent, and he's a really good baseball player, but for our club, we needed someone with bat-to-ball skills, which Turner has, and someone with great speed and, and, and dynamic base runner, and I think that, that was really important. You are not going to get that out of Correa, and you're also not going to get the kind of range that uh, that uh, you'll, you're going to get uh, out of Turner from Correa. Fantastic. Sean, winner or weasel? Let's go with uh, Weasel. This guy was involved in perhaps the dumbest play of the NFL this year. Instead of just going to overtime and taking the ball down, he threw the lateral pass that was intercepted by the Raiders and ran in for the winning score. Uh, My Weasel is Jacoby Myers of the Patriots. Well, it was a ridiculous play. I'll put him on deck. I I don't think he's going to get my guy. We each got better ones, but they haven't been named yet, so you're both in play. (laughs) Pretty good. Rhea, who's the guy on deck for you? Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, and your guy is? We just named him. (laughs) Just say his name. Uh, I don't even remember what he said. (laughs) The guy from the Patriots. (laughs) Kobe Myers. Kobe Myers. He threw the ball to the quarterback who got flattened. You might want to get that checked out. What? Your brain. Nah. Two That's one, fine. Two one right five. after you. Two yeah. one five five nine two. I still learn it. Belichick still has no answers. All right, no, he doesn't now. Oh, he's I, on to Cincinnati. He, well, he's, <laughs> yeah. When we return, you're gonna love this story. He is. Remember Sean for the Dirty Thirty Hour with the shoulder yeah, yeah, with the helmets. Man, and the he's like the guy pads. they always show in the stands yeah. where they're going to a break. He's stuff. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, the KC guy, he wears like a big fox outfit or something. Yeah. Um, he ended up wolf. I'm sorry. He he goes as a wolf. That makes sense. He is now in jail <laughs> for robbing a bank in Oklahoma. In that costume? <laughs> uh, we have information on that when we return. This story's hilarious. WIP. All right, it is uh, 821. It is with great pride that yes. I'd like to remind people that I have become, over the past three years, a crime reporter <laughs> on the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. And Al, uh, now, whenever, talented. whenever anything happens of a criminal nature on the Chiefs, uh, led by Andy Reid, 
I am deluged by emails from people delighted to update me. Mm-hmm. And this story that broke over the past couple of days is a charmer, Al, because it involves the number one fan. He even wears a Chiefs. He comes to every game in a, a wolf uniform. I right. mean, the full costume with the big face. and the, He's even got like a hat, and he puts the ears through the hat. And he's <laughs> oh, got the whole thing going, right? So this guy's there, and he's a very, very – he's got on the back of his thing – Number one, Chief Sahalik. And that's, I guess, his uh, his uh, Twitter name. Yeah, yeah. Chief Sahalik. So anyway, um, everybody got nervous because last week he disappeared. No one knew what happened to him because he's a very active Twitter. Huh. And he tweets during games from the stands. And he was not available during the game, and people started to worry. And then right after that, a story came out on Kansas City Television, Al, that explained his whereabouts. A Bixby bank robbery is getting a ton of attention because the suspect in the Tulsa County Jail is a popular Chiefs superfan. Nicknamed Chiefsaholic, he famously dresses up in a wolf costume. His social media profile has 36,000 followers on Twitter and 11,000 on Instagram and is very active. So when the pages went silent last Friday and he didn't show up at Sunday's game, fans were worried. They use social media and the internet to try and track him down. Babudar is charged with several charges, including armed robbery, and sits in the Tulsa County Jail on a $200,000 bond. Bixby police say did confirm Babudar was not wearing a wolf mask last Friday. Ah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to digest. Said so seriously. Yeah. His name is Xavier Babudar. Yeah. Right now, and uh, he apparently knocked off a bank in Bixby, Oklahoma. <laughs> Now, what they said is he got a ton of money. Really? He cleaned them out. But because he was not wearing a wolf mask, people were easily able to identify him. Al, two minutes after the heist, witnesses called the cops, 911. He was apprehended with the money within six minutes of the robbery. (laughs) Indicating he is not that bright. Wow. Now, Al, he's Worse time management than the coach. (laughs) You got to understand, this is a major felony. Yeah. You are knocking off. Bank robbery. Oh, yeah. He's going to jail for a long time. He's in jail in Oklahoma, which doesn't sound great either. No. But the good news is for him, Al, when he does get out on bail, Mm -hmm. Andy Reid hopes to use him on special teams. (laughs) (laughs) Ava uh, Graham, do we have a read on our second question? We do. I'm such a loser. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays. Find a road to Armin Chevrolet closer than you think. Do you think Jalen Hurts should play in Dallas Christmas Eve? 70% say no. Ooh, that I- is smart. See, they listen to Ruben Amaro. <laughs> I don't know if that's smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so I guess only 5% more expect him to play. So All right, and, and here's the thing. Kenny, you just got slapped down. Kenny just said that where I was. No, we are using the prudent judgment in a critical moment. You with me, Rube? <laughs> do you, <laughs> For a change. Do you want to unleash the yes, last question let's here? let's do the last unleash. question. Unleash. <laughs> now, here's where we are before we do the last question. Really? I don't know why I said What that. we know is... It does not appear that the fans think Hurts will play, nor do they want him to Correct. play. Yes. That ties in with our final question. Who will win the Christmas Eve game in Dallas? 
Eagles, Cowboys. Final score, Dallas 27, Philadelphia 16. No, no, Joe, no. That's your call? That's my prediction. I am first an You're analyst. so unlikable. Second cheerlead. <laughs> um, Ruben Amaro. I think the Eagles are going to win. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You're I'm not, the house. I, I don't think Dallas is that good of a team. Final I really, score. I think they're off, their defense Final stinks. Final score. 17-14 wow. Eagles. Low score. Yes. All right, all right, Al Morganti. I'm going to go Eagles 21-10. Wow. wow. Not wow. even that close. Uh, you, do, you know the Cowboys do score points. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I got 17-10. Real use. <sighs> I'm going to go Eagles 24-21. Wow. Pollyanna, I'm sorry, Ava? Pollyanna literally just wrote this down. 27-21 Eagles. Go birds. I'm on. I'm on a limb by myself. That limb's gonna. And all I have left is my credibility. Oh, that le- no. ship left a it, long time ago. And the, the limb just broke. Yeah, yeah that, that's the sound of it breaking. <laughs> Rocco is up from the dirty thirty. Hi, Rock. Hey, good morning, Angelo. Angelo, hide the daughters. Hugh Douglas is coming back to town. All right, go easy. Hugh wow. Douglas is a good man. <laughs> All right, anyway, well, Rock, congratulations. To he is a really good man, and he will do a great job here at WIP. What do you, Rock, what do you think? Do you want Hurts uh, to play? What are you on this? Well, before I get to that, you realize that if the Eagles didn't have this incredible run, today would have been your last show? Yeah. No, wait, there's this two weeks to go, right? Well, you don't yeah, want but- that other week. This would have been it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It really be, wasn't topical right now. I really, you know, I did the math on this. I'm here for at least another month now. Yeah. Because they're in the playoffs. That's three weeks, one more, four. It's at least a month. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, who said, who I, said yeah? That was well, uh, not me. That was Wechter. Who Wechter, said yeah? Wechter. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> These are the people I work with for thirty years, and they're not—they're counting the days. I I counting minutes, the days till minutes. I leave. I count the days, but you don't even know. Did you know, Rocker? Did you see Jim Gardner last night? He nailed it. He—he he nailed the landing. Oh. Uh, oh, excellent! But I didn't see it. But getting back to uh, our boy Jalen, uh, listen, if he's healthy. And he can go, and he's cleared by the team doctors. He should play. All right, man. Bottom line, bottom line, we want to win it. We want to lock it up. We uh, all, all of a sudden, Parsons has an, uh, an illness. Isn't that convenient? All right. He, uh, I, I, it would be amazing to me if Michael Parsons did not play. Oh. He yeah. was a, uh, oh. He's he got a cold. Probably yeah. doesn't like to practice. He will be playing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway, Rock, winner or weasel, who you got? Before that, Merry Christmas to everybody. Be yep. careful. It's got a bad weather coming. I got a winner. Who you got? Rayshon Jenkins, the pick six uh, oh, uh, player. That good one. Won good the one. game. Very I, good. Not my winner, but very good. All right. I gave it to the coach because we have a Rudy Gittress in him. Alex. Did you see that the Eagles, uh, there was an Eagles employee that sent Doug uh, cheesesteaks? 35, 35 cheese yeah. That's very cool. And I'm thinking, well, you can't give one every player because it's 53. Yeah. So Doug's, I guess, got to give him two. He's got to take a few. It'd be himself. like that uh, the, the 
the judge guy from the Bible. Just cut him in half. Yeah, cut him in half. Solomon Al? Yeah. How many years did you go to Catholic school? I don't know. <laughs> I need to make a public judge statement. Guy. That Al. guy. That guy. I need <laughs> to make a what public statement. Yes, it? please. All the coaches. Yes. All the managers. Yes. All these years. Correct. My favorite one's Doug Peterson. Hmm. I love Doug. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Nobody leaves here and we still like them, right? By the time they leave, like when Doc Rivers gets his ass kicked out soon, we're going to say sayonara, right? We're not going to care. When Brett Brown went, sayonara. I really, really miss Doug Peterson. He was a class man. He was classy. Good person. I love that. Good person. And fun. Everyone that knew him knew that he was a great guy, right? And I am thrilled that he took that dumpster fire of a that was the Jaguars, mm-hmm. and he turned them back into a playoff contender. Yep. God bless him. They win yeah, this game him. this weekend, man. I will yeah, always right root for him. Yeah. Because Tennessee just lost their quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but he's even Trevor Lawrence is iffy for tonight. He's playing. Tonight. He's playing. He's got to play. Turf toe. He is, is my painful. guy. Doug Peterson, go get him, baby. Jimmy's up from Oakland. Hi, Jim. Good morning, Edge. Good morning, team. How you feeling, Jimmy? Well, I, I quit baseball comment, and I want to talk Eagles, but uh, regarding Steve Cohen, I think P.T. Barnum was right when he said there's a sucker born every minute because it sure applies to Cohen. All right, but wait a minute. You would love to have Correa, wouldn't you? He's terrific. Not particularly. Uh, you know, I, I first off, I... You got to fit together. There are pieces. They're grabbing all kinds of pieces. He's throwing all kinds of money out there, but he doesn't even know if these guys are even going to get along. Well, that is true. There's no question. He's trying to buy his championship, but he bought some pretty good players. (laughs) Verlander, you wouldn't mind Verlander in your rotation, would you, Jimmy? Uh, he's he's done. Uh, the Braves are still the team to beat. I'm not even worried about the Mets. Hold on a minute, Jimmy. Jimmy, how about closing uh, Diaz? You like him in your ninth inning slot? I like that signing, yeah. All right, okay. Because <laughs> uh, all of that those may end up being the be... worst one, believe it or not. I don't know. Yeah, the length you of don't it. know it. Five Just years. It's so long. Five I mean, years is a done, long time. He's tremendous, but I mean. Jimmy, I hope all of these signings fail. And then I hope his business goes awry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. The guy's spending money like a drunken and, sailor and on you know shore leave. If he was your owner, you'd be you'd love thrilled beyond belief. Very true. Thank you. Jimmy, give me a winner of Weezer. And you got time for a quick Eagles comment? All right, but it's got to be really good. Okay, the, the Cowboys are expecting to run. Our running back's been off for a week. We've got a backup in there. I think Minshew is going to shred them. And my winner of the week is Lionel Messi from Team Argentina. Uh, I love now, it. that one I thought would win. Love mm. it. Because, Al, my own grandkids are going nuts about this Messi. Mm-hmm. You know they're trying to get me tickets to see him. He's going to play for Miami okay. and the MLS, and they're coming here in June. Oh, nice. And he's trying to make calls to get me tickets. And they said, can you get me tickets? And is I he said, definitely playing for him? Uh, they think he is. I don't know. We had to buy him. I bought him a messy jersey for you, for Christmas. Do you think that There's he's gone rumor. in depth to find out whether or not Messi's playing for Miami? No, he's not. All I know is this. Yes. All right. He's a 35-year-old Argentinian soccer yes. player, and apparently my grandkids love him. Everybody loves he's him. The, maybe the no. greatest Bria, of all time. Is Lionel Messi the winner of the week? 
No. Whoa! Wow. I thought I I thought he had it. I think, Let he's me staying in, I think he's staying in France. You do? Yeah. I oh. think he, I yeah, think he's, he, he signed a big contract yeah. there, too. Mike, well, I guess uh, we're going to be going to France next summer. <laughs> Bob's on the line from Bucks County. Hi, Bobby. Hey, good morning. How's it going, everybody? It's going great, Bob. What do you need? All right. Well, I got to tell you two things, and then I have a weasel. All right. First thing I want to tell you. Nothing against Action News or anything, but I've never watched that in my life. But I've listened to this show pretty much every weekday morning for over 20 years, so that tells you something right there. Well, I would uh, like to state that Jim Gardner is way better at his job than I have ever been. <laughs> you have you have made a grave mistake. <laughs> <laughs> What's your second point, Bob? All right, second thing. If you haven't seen it already, you got to go to Netflix. I know you sometimes are looking for requests, uh, things yes. that you want to watch. Yep. It's called Home Game. Home Game. It's on Netflix. It's a series. And the very first episode really got me hooked because it was a it's a sport in Florence, Italy, and it's called Calcio Storico. And it's a combination of rugby, football, and MMA. These guys wear no helmets, Ooh. no pads. Some of them don't even wear shirts. And they are allowed to punch each other right in the face. <laughs> It's oh like God! I gotta watch it today for wow. Christmas. Bob, I'm gonna pry wow. lose some time on my schedule for this. They punch Angelo, each other in the face. Barbaric. You, you should see this. Uh, the second I start watching it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I have to tell Angelo about this. Home, home game. game. All right, home uh, game. Netflix I'm gonna. Series. I don't know about anybody else. I'm going to gather the whole family around the TV on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Baby too. Bare-chested uh, fist punching. Uh, face right, punching. Bob, winner or weasel? I got a weasel. You guys just mentioned it. How can I not name him? Chief fan, chiefaholic, wolfman, Xavier Babadoo. Uh, Al, what about mm. that guy? He knocked off a bank. No, that's not as good as the last two we had. Last just, one we had. It's such a great story because... <laughs> what a clown. How do they think he's going to get a... How do people think... That they did this in... Where yeah. I live, Medford. They ripped, They broke into yep. an ATM. Right. With people at the inside ATM... Taking pictures of them on their phones. Yes. See, that's With a no giveaway. Mask. What the Al, hell? That's a giveaway that there's video. Wait, wait, wait. Al, everybody has, Al, every house on my street yes. has video cameras. It's unbelievable. You can't get away with anything anymore. When we retired, ladies and gentlemen, LaShawn McCoy had some strong remarks about Dak Prescott, who we will see on Christmas Eve. Al, you don't want to miss this. He trashed them. That's yeah. next. WIP Sports Time. 837. Hey, Santa Barkley is coming to town, and he's delivering $20 million in gifts this holiday season to all FanDuel customers. Doesn't matter if you've been naughty or nice, Santa Chuck has something for everyone. Just check your FanDuel in partner with Valley Forge Casino app for a no-sweat same-game parlay. All of those are great. There's bonuses. There's all sorts of stuff that you're going to find that fills you with holiday cheer. FanDuel Sportsbook is, of course, the official partner of 94WIP. New to FanDuel? Well, now is the perfect time to sign up. And remember to use the promo code AL. The app, easy to use. You're always hooking you up with great promotions. And when you win, you're going to get paid instantly. I love this FanDuel app, so see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports pick and get into the holiday spirit with $20 million in gifts from Santa Barkley. All right, we're coming up at 843. It always amazes me when mm -hmm. a guy is a player and does not speak much to the media. All right. Then his playing days end, and then they give him a talk show. Yeah. 
And you go, well, what are you basing that on? He hardly ever talked. Marshawn Lynch was the ultimate example. <laughs> he would not <laughs> yeah. answer a question at the Super no. Bowl. No. But as soon as he was done, he was ready to do the media thing and get paid. Yeah. Well, somehow, LaShawn McCoy, who did nothing memorable with his mouth in the time. He's a damn good football he was player. He's an excellent runner he, here. He's yes. a damn good yeah. football player, but he was not much of a talker. Mm-hmm. Al, he has his own show on Fox Sports 1. He is very, he uh, says a lot of things, I will say well, that. Here's the thing. It's called Speak. All right, that's the name of the show. And uh, he's on it. There's a woman on there that I think is exceptional. Her name is Joy Taylor. Oh, yeah, I know Joy, yeah. People have yeah. been sending me clips of Joy Taylor saying, that they are going to screw uh, Jalen Hurts out of the MVP. That basically the NFL does not want him to win. They want their marquee guys there. They were like Mahomes, you know, in a better year. They would have liked Aaron Rodgers. They do not want Hurts to move in on that. Okay. She did a whole riff that on that. It was really, really well good. Yeah. Really good. But meanwhile, McCoy, Al, he doesn't work at that level of intellect. He works a little lower, right? Mm-hmm. And he was asked to assess the performance last Sunday and overall of Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott. And here is what he said. Dak is ass, right? Can I say on TV? Because he is ass. You can say whatever you want on TV. Okay. Dak has the easiest job in football. The, the, the picks he's throwing, those are not like, he's not even trying to like, like, like fit, fit the ball through the needles or the small little windows. These are like easy passes. They run the ball well. What else can you do? I'll pay you $160 million. That's how you play? If you tell me that's outstanding, I, I don't know what to say. He looked trash. I, Joe, could you go back to the very beginning? Because he had me at the very beginning. Dak is ass. Right? Can I say on TV? He is ass. <laughs> uh, he is saying that Dak Prescott is ass. He has seven yes. interceptions in his last four games. All right, fine. I mean, that would indicate he's ass. Yes. <laughs> I was doing that to but, highlight. But I, I, that is, you know what, Al? It made me... Not think highly of LaShawn and then want to see a show. <laughs> I mean, really, that is analysis, that is, Angelo. That is, well, <laughs> on, this, yeah, on the one hand, I mean, I would like to think an analyst might use more, I don't know, better eloquence. language, more eloquence than that, <laughs> yes. right? On the other hand, it's pretty much he's doing a fine job of communicating yeah. his views. Yeah. Dak is ass. <laughs> <laughs> Rector has a toy. Between us, Joe, between now and the end of this gala (laughs) Christmas show, I can't hear that or not. That is ass. (laughs) Uh, Lou is up next. Hi, Lou. Good morning. You're on 94 WIP. Hey, Angelo, why would you give an ass like McCoy a chance to speak? Because the guy left a 20-cent tip. And threw one right. off the bus and he drove you are 100% right. The only reason that I did it is that I agree with them. Zach is ass. <laughs> <laughs> See, Lou, if somebody I don't like says something I agree with, I find a way to use it anyway. But you agree, you agree he's a, he is an ass. Oh, no, I hate McCoy. I've always hated him. <laughs> I, no, I'll be honest with you. I do like him on one condition. If there's a blizzard. He runs in the snow something yards. very, yeah. very well. Otherwise, in regular weather, no, I don't like him. Lou, He's... give me a winner or a wheeze up. Middleton. 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 No, not this week. No, Middleton as winner or wheeze up. Middleton, I, I, I do wonder this, though. All right, Middleton's there. He's a billionaire. 
He's got plenty of money. Yeah. He's watching Cohen. Yeah. Bigger billionaire, more money. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's saying, well, I thought I did nice with Turner. Right? I did nice with the other guys I got. This guy's blowing my doors off. Am I going to compete with him with my cigar money, or am I going to still try to run a profitable business? That's really what all these other owners are asking themselves right now, aren't they, Rube? Well, some of them. Uh, some of them are, are more aggressive than others, but you know, most of them are doing really well with the TV money, so they're tossing it out there. Some of them. Well, Not enough will, of them yet. All right, but this guy will lose money with that payroll. There's no way he's going to be able to make money with the Mets. He can make it he in the will other be in the red. He will be in the red. There's no question. Is he going to suffer at all personally? I don't think so I at all. I didn't think so. Yeah. You know how I could tell <laughs> that? How do you go here? When he was doing his last contract, he <laughs> was doing it from a, a beautiful mansion in Hawaii. Yeah. That indicates his lifestyle's holding up. Yes. He's not going to lose money. No. He's, not, he's going to lose, lose money, money in money. baseball. No, because eventually, eventually, like these players, they're like, Houses, yeah, they'll depreciate the contract, and he, oh, there's a wait, oh no, yeah. it's unbelievable. The rules are unbelievable for owners. It's incredible. I guess what, the, the, what happens. I mean, if they look at it as a pure business, it's like oh, I had to had to paint the ceiling on this player and uh, take this off, and it's unbelievable. Now the Mets right now have a pretty good team. <laughs> they do, but really, I mean, they got but, a really good I, team. I, I would, I agree. Yeah. I I like the shortstop here better. You can't you can't buy a, a championship. No, but I like they. I thought now you look at the Turner deal here and you go, that's a hell of. Great not only deal. is it a great player, it's a great deal. Yeah, now it becomes. It's a, great a really deal. good. And you look at the Harper thing now and you go, that's a pretty damn good deal for for what's gone on here. Yeah, yeah. if I was Harper, I'd renegotiate. They did. Harper's <laughs> not going to be here for like half the season, and they needed another big pitcher. Yeah, okay. I really. Like that. I I like it. Right, I like when the get, Mets fail. Let's get Jerry for Wilmington up here. Hi, Jerry. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Jerry, so what are you feeling today? Well, I'm a little tired, but besides that, watch after watching the Bears game, they went right to the Jags. Yeah. And I thought in overtime, Dallas was definitely going to win. You know, and, and then after the interception, they had the uh, picture of Dak just sitting there mm. like a Tom Brady watching the guy run by. Dak is ass. I, I was thrilled, man. I was thrilled. I I love the frame. That, you know, get that picture and frame it. And I hope it, hope it happens again this weekend. No, but it could, it could have been Jerry, better, Jerry. They could have somehow, just at that moment, gotten you a shot in the luxury suite with Jerry Jones. Jerry yes. Jones. Yes. Would you yes. not that would you not have loved that? Because they never show him when horrible things happen. You know he's oh, oh he just killing him right there that they blew that game. Ah oh, I need to see that. Yeah, he, he was sitting there thinking, Oh, we're gonna win in overtime and then yep. yeah, that would have been a great shot, man. <laughs> It was a beautiful thing to happen, and Doug Peterson looked like he had won another Super Bowl. He was running down the field. It was great. Jerry, give me a winner or a weasel. Who you got? Well, I'm going to go weasel. I, you know, you know, the Vikings are going for the playoffs. They want to you know, win the playoffs. And they let Rager in for two plays. He ran the wrong route Good one. both plays. And they caused the interceptions. Jalen Rager, weasel of the week, Al. No. No, but good try. Oh, I've been looking for this guy all week. Joe, can you play me a tiny bit? This is George Al, who called in 
when Minshew became a story last year. Right. I'll play a little bit of Georgia's story. I've been sitting the bench so long, and the Jaguar said so long, Gardner Minshew. I've been sitting by the phone, sleeping all along, Gardner Minshew. Ladies and gentlemen, the author and singer of that song, George, is on the line. Nice. George, great song. I'm so happy to hear from you again. Hey, what's going on, morning team? Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. George, you know what my wife said to me when Minshew was expected to be the starter on Christmas Eve? She said, the best song you ever had on your show all these years from Was That Caller on Gardner Minshew. How great is that song, George? Is that the only song you've ever done? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe you did one or two, but uh, I got something to tell you, uh, uh, Angelo. What do you got, George? I took a walk in Central Park, grooming my Fu Manchu in the dark. People saying I'm crazy, walking down the street, shuffling to the beat. People asking, what's the matter, Manchu boy? Sometimes I just want to hear everybody in the WIP listening audience hoot and holler and say, George, you're awesome, man. George, you're really good. George, don't be a stranger. I only got a few weeks left. Don't be a stranger. I love you, George. You're awesome. You you heard of uh, air guitar, right, Angelo? Yes. Well, that was my oral sax. I don't. You did a good job, George. You're very talented. Don't be a stranger, okay? Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Joe, play me a little more. I just, ow, how great is that song? It's a great song. And the Jaguar said so long, Gardner, meet you. Everybody. Ruth, sing. I've been sitting by the phone, sleeping all along, Gardner, meet you. Everybody. Jones are the masters of woo. Oh my god, the old saxophone. I forgot what a great song that was. That's an awesome song. How did he pull that That one out? Where did he get that? Charles is up next from the city. Hi, Charles. Charles, are you there? Uh, He doesn't hear me. He's doing work. I'm going to Dallas right now. Steve is in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Steve. Hi, and, and good talking to you. I wish you the best retirement. Well, thank you, Steve. You know, What's it like? Here, What's here this? in Dallas, yep. we, we, we need uh, Nick Sirianni, the gardener. We need the flower speech. Oh, you do? You saw, uh, I've heard you mention before Chauncey Gardner, the movie Being There. Yes. It's like Nick, Nick Sirianni is a gardener people laugh at, and then he's walking on water. And we here in Dallas... I'm sorry to say, I think you're going to roll us. I don't even care if Gardner Minshew plays. I right, think, wait a minute, uh, hold guys... on. So you're uh-huh. a Dallas yeah. fan, Steve? I, I am. I'm a long-suffering Dallas fan. It's like being a Cubs fan. <laughs> All right, but Steve, Steve, you're probably not going to see Hurts. Doesn't that give you a great shot here? Well, I think it gives us a great shot, but if you've watched our last two games... Minshew could walk through us like a hot knife through butter. I mean, the defense is just not getting it done. What's All happening? All the plants what? are wilting. The flowers don't, don't right, have any blossoms anymore. All right, Steve, help us to understand what's going wrong with your defense. 
I think the uh, the opposition has figured out that if if the if they get the ball out fast, that negates the pass rush, and if the pass rush is sitting back a little bit, uh, unsure what to run. Right, and we have a lot of tall, long, fast players who aren't built to clog up the line so much. Ah, pound the ball and get the ball out quick in the passing. I like it, Steve. Thank you for helping us develop our oh, game plan. May, may, <laughs> may I say one thing about Rhea? Yeah. Um, about a year ago or so, you guys had a uh, you had some kind of call-in contest where you could be in somebody's tent for something and Rhea's tent for something. Yeah. And I couldn't see how every red-blooded male who called in didn't want to be in Rhea's tent. That makes sense to me. I'll be honest. She is popular among the male population. Uh, <laughs> 215-592. I don't think so. 94-94.